matter what is going on in the world, in America, in Asia, in Uganda, in Africa, in China, only God has the power to fight and win. I speak over you, this play will not take your life. We came to inject faith into you, not fear. I said, this play will not take your life. Your amen can be loud that it do not take your life in the name of Jesus. God is a God of turning points. He turns things around for people. You have heard this several times in our program here. On Friday, we call it turning point program. Hallelujah. You see, turning point comes at the most unexpected time. In the most unexpected ways. It comes when you don't expect it. It comes when you have almost given up. I've checked different people in the Bible that had turning points. Turning points is when God intervenes in your situation unexpectedly. And guess what? We all need it. There is nobody that does not need a turning point. For example, you are a businessman, you have been getting contracts, and the contract you have been getting is just to help you pay rent, to pay children's school fees, and God is saying, no, I want to move you to another level. That you have a bigger contract, and you have to employ people, you become an employer of labor, a contract that will help you to invest in another area. That is turning point. It comes unexpectedly. There is nobody that does not need a turning point. God is a God of turning points. May God give you a turning point. Oh, I've been doing a small job. And this job can only help my family to live from hand to mouth. We can't go beyond this. And God give you a bigger job where they pay you millions. God is a God of turning points. Pastors, we need turning points. Members, we need turning points. Your children in school, they need turning points. I pray for you. Receive your turning points. Turning point comes. When you don't expect it. At the most unexpected time. And in the most unexpected ways. It comes in different ways. The man at the beautiful gate. Above 40 years. He never knew. That he would ever experience a turning point in his life. For the first time. He started walking. Leaping, shouting, praising God. And people took notice of him. The same man at the beautiful gate. For the first time. He was walking. That day was his day of turning point. You see, let me shock you. At times, God allows good things to fall apart. So that better things can fall together. If you are not careful, you say, ah, God is not there. Where are you, God? Why have you allowed this? They are just good things. God will create a shaking for good things to fall apart so that better things can fall together. I pray for you. May better things fall together. But if you don't know, if you are not sensitive, you will say, well, God has left me. All the good things I have, they are falling apart. Watch it. Wait a moment. As they are falling apart, you will discover that you are not cracking. As they are falling apart, God will now bring better things to fall together. I decree better things will fall together in your life. Good things. They are just good. But better things are on the way. For your children, better things are on the way. For the church, better things are on the way. For your marriage, better things are on the way. For your business, better things are on the way. Hallelujah. Go with me to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4. What I'm sharing with you is God of turning point. 
God turns things around for people. Several people in the Bible. Hallelujah. And today, he will turn things around for you. For your family in the name of Jesus. Turning point is a significant change in one's life. It's a supernatural shift. When God comes to shift you from low level to high level, from good things to what? Better things. And these things come to define your life, to make your marriage better, to make your life better. Hallelujah. God is shifting you to better things. In the name of Jesus Christ, there is a supernatural shift. Second Kings chapter 4. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. Guess what? Elisha had a school of prophets. When a man is genuinely called, God will give him some people he will mentor, he will tutor, he will teach, he will prepare. So Elisha had his own sons of prophets. So one woman, the name is not mentioned, is overwhelmed by her problem. Like the man at the beautiful gate, a certain woman, you always see it, certain is used for those who have been overwhelmed by predicament. You will see it. A certain man at the beautiful gate. A certain woman. A certain this. A certain that. At the pool of Bethesda. Now, cry a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. Say, thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. He said, you know my husband. Prophet, confirm it. My husband who has gone to be with the Lord was a devoted man. He feared the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. May you not suffer in your life. You see, in this family, there is a circle of poverty. There is a circle of despair. There is a circle of hopelessness. They came, the man was owing. Let me tell you, that's what they call generational poverty. Or the circle of poverty. It's just roll, it's coming. The father, of course, from the story, not a rich man. He was owing. He died. The wife, not working. A widow. No way to pay the money back. And the Leviticus law. If you read chapter 25. And you read 39, 40, 41, 42, 40, You will see that what the creditor came to do is allowed by the law, check it, to walk off the debt, to pay the debt. The children were taken as slaves or bondmen. So what happened? And Elijah said to her, tell me what you want me to do. Anytime you are praying, make sure the prayer has a focus. It's one of the ways God can answer your prayer. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked Blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to you? Oh, that I may receive my sight. Is that what you want? You have to define what God wants for you. It's one of the things many Christians don't know. I am praying. What are you praying for? Ah, they go. Give me this. Give me prosper. How do you want God to do it? Bless the works of my hand through my business. God, I want you to prosper me. And the prophet of God said, What do you want me to do for you? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid had not anything in the house except a pot of oil. Foolish answer. You said you don't have anything at home. Can you see it? Does it make sense? I don't have anything but except what? Why the but? 
You have said you don't have anything. What does it mean? What she had, she didn't value it. You know, I just I don't have anything except a pot of oil. God is going to bless you. It is that small thing that he will transform and provoke your turning points. This is your season of turning points. It doesn't matter what the word is saying. I decree, receive your turning points. Receive your financial turning points. Receive your academic turning points. Businesses are suspended. Where you work, markets locked. Shops are closed. But please, coronavirus is too small to stop what God is going to do in your life. You can receive brilliant idea even now. You can receive powerful phone call even now. God can settle your life even now. God can settle every difficulty in your life even now. Can I tell you, every season is our season of fruitfulness. Don't ever say, well, this is not my season. And that's why Jesus caused a fig tree. And the Bible said, it's not time for fruit to come on it. God was sending a message to us. If I read some books, you know, people who don't understand the Bible, they say God misuses his power. No, Jesus misuses his power. It was not the season of fruit to come on the fig tree. But Jesus was sending a message to us. As followers of Jesus, every season is our season of fruitfulness. I speak to every one of you, be fruitful in the name of Jesus. I decree fruitfulness for your children. Fruitfulness for your business. Fruitfulness for your career. In the name of Jesus Christ. The message, the purpose is to empower you. Don't look at this season. Don't look at the people that are dying. Don't look at what is happening. Don't bow to fear. Don't bow to anxiety. Don't bow to restlessness. God has a better plan for you. Hallelujah. What do you have in your house? Well, I don't have anything. He quickly added, except a pot of oil. It's so small. <laughs> the depth is big. They are coming to take my children as bondmen to walk off the debt. Then he said, go borrow the vessels. Abroad, of all thy neighbors, abroad is, go far, go round, go and borrow vessels. From your neighbors, abroad, near, far, just go and borrow empty vessels. From thy neighbor, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. I pray for you. Whatever God needs to do to provoke a turning point in your life, he will do it in the name of Jesus. Let's go back to the story. What do you have in your house? And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door. When you borrow empty vessels and enter your house, the first thing is you shut the door. Don't allow anybody to enter. That's what it means. And God is saying there are things we need to shut the door to. Fear, shut the door to it. Anxiety, unbelief, discouragement. What is it again? Hopelessness. There are things you need to shut the door to. Immediately you come into the house. We don't allow anybody to come. Because when God is cooking a miracle for you, there are people that should not be there. Because if they come, they will discourage you. When God gives birth to the miracle, you can now invite them. Come and hear the testimony. But that process is a sensitive process. There are things you keep to yourself. There are things you hide. He says, shut the door when you borrow these empty vessels. Because some will say you are stupid. It can never work. They don't do that. Your family is a poor family. Your parents die without achieving anything. Don't listen to them. When you bring these empty vessels, shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. Two of you are working together. Your sons don't want to go and work as slaves. You get back to them. You are on the same page. There are people that will come in not on the same page with you. They will come to discourage you. You and your family members, 
you are seeing the same thing. Shut the door. And shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Set aside what is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her, Son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. When the empty vessels got filled, what happened? She became a dealer of oil. So when you are dealing with God, borrow more vessels. Go for more vessels. When you are dealing with God, don't be discouraged. Go for more vessels. This woman, she sold the oil, paid the debt the husband was owing, and she had more oil to sell to people. She wanted money just to pay for the debt, but God took her beyond her expectation. God moved her forward. When you are dealing with God, anything can happen. When you are dealing with God, don't limit him. When you are dealing with God, he can provoke a supernatural supply for you. I preached a message some years ago. I said every Christian must go with the flow. What you are saying is that we are not going for shortage. We are not going for limitation. We are going with the flow. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. And my cup runneth over. Your cup of favor will run over. Interesting story. Coming to God without faith is like going to maternity ward looking for a virgin. So, you have to understand that the first thing you need to do is to come to God loaded with faith and not fear. Shut the door. And the little oil, small oil she didn't value, she carried it poured. Fill the first vessel. The second vessel. So many vessels filled. And if the woman had more vessels, the oil will still have filled them. But when the empty vessel she borrowed got exhausted, the oil finished. It's a spiritual lesson for every one of you today. That God can pick you up and provoke a turnaround for you. What you think is not there today, God can bring it instantaneously. So this is God we are dealing with. You see, money had no capacity to change your life. The man at the beautiful gate, he was expecting something that was nothing. He was collecting arms from people, but he didn't know that God could cause a turning point, provoke a turning point in, a point in his life. Are you discouraged? Don't be discouraged. I decree a turning point for you. There are a few lessons I want us to learn here. In her family, there was despair, hopelessness. She was hopeless. Her case was hopeless. The husband died. Not working. The children... They were taking them away as slaves. Allowed by the Leviticus law. And they were going. The woman shouted. There was despair in her life. Number two, there was death in her life. Praise God. Death. Circle of death. The husband died. If the children had been taken away, the frustration would have killed the mother. Nobody to talk to. Loneliness. Depression would have come. So there was despair, there was death, there was debt as well. She was owing. The husband was owing. She lived a life of poverty. So from one circle of poverty to another circle of poverty. And she was not working. No way to pay the money. 
But thank God for the last one. There was devotion in our family. There was despair. There was depth. And there was what? Devotion in our family. May there be devotion in your family. Now how do you know this woman believed her prophet? This woman believed Elisha. Believe your prophet. And what happened? You will prosper. This woman did not speak to her friends. She didn't run to neighbors. Please, I have a problem. My children, they are about to take them as slaves. She didn't do that. She acted wisely. She didn't do that. She acted constructively. She didn't do that. She was positive in her approach and attitude. She didn't run around. What am I going to see? Oh, let me go and look. But she had devotion in her family. Devotion to God. Not devotion to friends. Not devotion to people. Hallelujah. That's what some of you do. Oh, I've lost my husband. You are running up and down. But thank God for devotion. She cried. She was in a desperate straits. She cried to God. There was death in her family. But God stopped that death. She didn't go into depression. And again, there was supernatural flow. She went with the flow. God provoked a supernatural flow in her life. Do you want that? Don't mind what is happening this season. God does not act the way man acts. If he wants to bless you, he can do anything to provoke your blessing. God shifted her from low level to high level. Thank you for being with us. Please join us on the following platforms. Facebook and YouTube, Open Doors Christian Center, Instagram and Twitter, ODCC Family. For prayers and counseling, please call 0809-778-9696 or 0816-570-0528 and 0809-814-1156. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now, what is turning point? I've told you it's a supernatural shift. It's not Kana. Shift. Supernatural. It is rooted in God. Not humanity. But divinity is rooted in God. It is God that provokes a turning point in one's life. Hallelujah. It's a time when a drastic change occurs in a man's life. Turning point. Do you want it? It's a season of suddenly in a man's life. It's like the story in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas were in prison. They were chained, handcuffed, leg cuff, and all that. But what happened? There was a supernatural release. The prison door opened. The handcuff cut off. And the jailers were about to kill themselves. Hey, don't kill yourself. We are here. Don't kill yourself. What can we do to be saved? You have what we don't have. Political power is different from spiritual power. You have what we don't have. A significant change will occur in your life. You will experience a season of Sunday in the name of Jesus. It is a season God turns your sorrow into joy. Your money to dancing. We read it in Psalm 30 verse 11. Can we read it quickly? Thou hast turned for me my money to dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth. And guarded me with gladness. What God has put off, you are not putting it on. Praise God. 
I pray that for you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. He's changing your money into dancing. What is he talking about, David? Tony point. You are not used to failure anymore. You are not used to calamity anymore. Turning point is where your life moves in a new direction. Turning point is the season of noticeable changes in your life for good. Is it not the same man at the beautiful gate? The same man? How managed? How did he get here? Significant changes in your life. Turning point is a moment in your life or your career that changed everything for you. Everything will change for your good in the name of Jesus Christ. God will change everything for you. In the name of Jesus. Finally, before I lead you in prayer, please, the first thing is, assume responsibility for what you are going through. Any man that wants a turning point, don't engage yourself in blame game. Is that man that caused it? Is that my father? Is my uncle? It doesn't work. Then you are not ready for a turning point. You are old enough to assume responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility. I face it. I confront it. I know the people that work against me, but I don't even care. This is the mistake we make. Look at Jabez. Look at what he did. The parents gave him a terrible name, but what did he do? He cried to God for a change. May God answer you in the name of Jesus. Again, believe that there is a turning point for you. I can't end my life like this. I can't go on like this. I can't fail. There are different ways of failing. You can fail forward and you can fail backward. Failing forward simply means that you have not accepted yourself as a failure. Failing forward simply means I'm will let the lessons this failure brought into my life and I'm going to run with it. You fail backward, but failing backward is oh, nothing can work again. Let's forget about it. Nothing is happening again. May God help you. So you have to believe yourself. Believe that turning point can come. Turning point will come when you have faith to believe that your life can experience a turnaround. Hallelujah. May your life experience a turnaround. Don't be discouraged. I've been confronted in my life with discouragement. And that's why I am always bold whenever I'm talking about God. Because God came in and turned everything around. Don't be discouraged. Thank God the woman was not discouraged. She used her last card, devotion to God, through her prophet. You see, devotion to God, through your prophet, can change your life. Hallelujah. This woman had friends, though. She had family relations. She didn't tell them. She ran to her pastor. Believe your prophet so that you can do what? You can prosper. In the name of Jesus, you will prosper. So don't be discouraged. Don't pay attention to those who stay in the way of your miracle. There are many. Look at blind Bartimaeus. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. What did they tell him to do? Keep quiet. He's not calling you. The Bible says he cried the more. He was not ready to take no for an answer. He couldn't see him. But do you know, that was the last time Jesus passed through Jericho. He took advantage. Anytime opportunity comes and you, the opportunity is rooted in the word of God, don't joke with it. You might not have it again. And I will not forget the same people that say keep quiet, they say he's calling you. Come, come. Those who are not blind did not command his attention. It was a blind man that commanded his attention. I prophesy over you, rise to your feet. May you command his attention. The last one is raise the battle cry. What is battle cry? Prayer.
when you are bankrupt in prayer, robbery will be born because the devil will be stealing from you. Prayer is not a gift, it's a discipline. He has the gift of prayer. Who told you? Prayer is not a gift, it's a discipline. Because if you look at the Bible, so we give ourselves to prayer and the ministry. Men ought always to pray and not to fail. What prayer cannot do, more prayers can do it. I've spent years praying and practically I didn't see anything. But I didn't give up. This is the mistake we make. Say, God, God is not answering my prayer. No, you don't understand spiritual things. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. There are testimonies and there are turning point testimonies. Which one do you want? The one people will see and shout. People do what? Hey, is it not the man at the beautiful gate? Hey, who the, this same man, over 40 years old, he has been at the beautiful Everybody took knowledge of him. We have testimonies and we have turning point testimonies. I'm praying that you will receive turning point testimonies. Open your mouth and turn it to prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And I must not end this broadcast without giving you opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you are not born again, where you are, as you are hearing me, just say, Lord Jesus, I've realized I need you in my life. I've been challenged that for me to walk in your plan, I need to surrender my life to you. I am tired of the old life. I want your life, which is the new life. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. God, I invite you into my life. I want to be a member of your family. I confess my sins and I yield myself to you. I'm now your son. I'm not your, now your daughter. I'm now a member of your family. So help me, God. If you mean that prayer sincerely from your heart, you are now a child of God. Hallelujah. Look for any Bible-believing church and begin to attend. Where they will teach you the word of God. Not where they will deceive you, but where they will direct you. They will mentor you. They will disciple you. That's what is important so that you can grow. It is from one level of growth to another level. If you can't find any place, find your way to Open Doors Christian Center. Open Doors Christian Center on Ada George Road in my four, Port Harcourt. I will see you. Find time to come or you call us through the numbers that will be called after this broadcast. Hallelujah. So reach us, call us. We'll pray for you. You can even come to see us like others. God is going to bless you. Hallelujah. I will be with you again on Thursday. The same time, the same station. The time is 3.30 p.m. on Thursday. Thank you for finding time to listen to us. We love you. I remain Pastor John Larayton, the senior pastor of Open Doors Christian Center on Ada George Road in Portacot. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for being with us. Please. Join us on the following platforms, Facebook and YouTube, Open Doors Christian Center, Instagram and Twitter, ODCC Family. For prayers and counseling, please call 0809-778-9696 or 0816-570-0528 and 
8141156 God bless you you have been blessed by this message you can worship with us at open doors christian center number 121 at the george road open doors bus stop mile 4 rumewe port harcourt service days sundays three park park services first service 7 30 a.m second service 9 a.m third service 10 30 a.m you can meet with pastor john larietta one on one every friday at a turning point program 8 a.m or call the numbers 0809 seven seven eight nine six nine six or zero eight one six five seven zero zero five two eight or zero eight zero nine eight one four one one five six again zero eight zero nine seven seven eight nine six nine six or zero eight one six five seven zero zero five two eight or zero eight zero nine eight one four one one five six visit our website at www.opendersfamily.org God bless you. What can you